0: We are in a series the last few weeks, God Is, and today we're going to talk about God is missional. Throughout the entire Bible, God is clear about his mission, reconciliation to God for all nations through Jesus Christ. We're going to take a quick look at a few scriptures um, about God's mission in the Bible before we get to our scripture reading for today. So first, in Genesis 12, 1 through 3 it talks about God's promise to Abraham God promises to bless Abraham and us through his descendants these promises include giving Abraham land for him and his descendants growing them into a great nation and blessing his descendants and others throughout the world then through the line of Abraham the complete fulfillment of this through Christ's death and resurrection Jesus died for our sins and made it possible for reconciliation through our repentance and accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Then, if we go to the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 16 through 20, you can see that Jesus told them to go in those scriptures. Not just once, but twice in those scriptures. And that's important when he says go. So, it's it's always been one of my favorites is at the very end of that he says and i have all and i've always loved it when he says i am with you always and that comforts me knowing wherever and whatever i need to go and do he is with me so we are called to go then he he tells us places we are called to do to go to in acts 1 8 when he says, we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we are called to go everywhere. Matthew 28, 19, if we go back to a scripture in the Great Commission, it shows us who God's mission is for. It says to go and make disciples of all nations, meaning all people groups. So we are called to go everywhere to everyone. And this brings us to our scripture reading for today, where we're going to spend most of our time answering the question, what can this look like? Today's scripture reading is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Our scripture reader is Sarah Boland, a member of our missions team here at TFRC. Sarah, you can make your way up. And we believe scripture should be in the center of our lives. So we place it in the center of the room and we stand for the reading of God's word. So please stand if you're able. Thank you sir you can all be seated so what can this look like I would argue that the first four talking points in scripture are easier because they're more straightforward the promise to be blessed through the line of Abraham to go with the Holy Spirit with us to go everywhere to everyone those are pretty straightforward so now if we break down this passage it talks about this light That's not from us, it's from God that we have inside of us. And it talks about that it's not supposed to be hidden. It's actually supposed to be on a stand. And it's supposed to give light. It's not just for us to keep and hold. It's actually supposed to give light out. And through our good deeds, this light comes out of us so that the ultimate purpose is God is glorified in heaven. CFRC, we have been a missional church since the beginning. A few years ago, we rewrote our vision statement. The gospel is real. The gospel changes everything. One of the directives under that vision is missional impact. We develop relationships to bridge the gaps as we reach out into the world because we are called to in scripture. We develop relationships to do this well with our mission partners, and today we have that opportunity to get to know some of our mission partners for the first time and deepen relationship with other mission partners. We actually have mission partners that we've partnered with for decades, and we want to shine a light on the kingdom work that we get to be a part of and give everybody a chance to join God's mission. It takes all of us. Prayers, goers, senders, we all are called to be this light to the world. And as the world seems to be getting darker, we want to shine the brightest into the darkness. Today, we get to hear from our mission partners how they're shining the light for God, and we have an opportunity to be a part of it. We have 26 out of 31 of our mission partners here today. And during service we actually will have an opportunity to learn how our campus ministries are, get, are shining the light for god one of them is a new mission partner and campus ministries are missionaries called to work full-time on campuses reaching young adults while they're at college but also college staff they're a vital part of our ministry because they're reaching out to the young adults that are going to be leading the next generation of Christ followers in this world. So will you please help me in welcoming them to stage? Please tell us your name, ministry, and the campus you work on, and we'll start with you, Matt.
1: Well, my name is Matt O'Brien. My wife Kim and I have been with Crew for the last 33 years. Uh, Billy and Angie Mogensen, we work with. You saw Billy a few times in the videos there. He's not able to be here this weekend. He's really uh, bummed to not be here. Um, Kim and I, uh, I now have responsibility for 10 Western states Kind of the internal, the inland west from Anchorage, Alaska, down to El Paso, Texas. Uh, we still continue to minister at Boise State University. My wife disciples our faculty advisor, um, but Billy is giving leadership to our ministry at Boise State.
2: Thanks. I'm Daniel Miller, and my wife, Carissa, and I, we've been serving at um, Idaho State University since 2005, and so we. Um, we love it there, we really enjoy the students there. We also oversee um, what we call our Big Sky area, which is Montana, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and Idaho. And So we oversee other missionaries on the campuses in those states.
3: My name is Mika Enriquez, and I'm on staff with University Christian Fellowship. It's my third year on staff, but my first year here in Twin, and I am on staff at the College of Southern Idaho. Mika,
0: we are so glad to have her
3: here as a new mission partner
0: for for us here at our church, but also to be at the College of of Southern Idaho right here in Twin Falls, so we're glad to have you. So Matt, I imagine you have seen students change over the years, but what are students like today?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably fair to say that college students are in one sense, they're very similar to what they've always been. They're taking their first steps of independence away from family, from mom and dad. Uh, They tend to try to find life and significance in friends and partying. They're trying to figure out life in the future, which is not easy to figure out. But in another sense, I would say this generation is very different. Uh, Students are immersed in technology and social media. Anxiety and depression are pervasive not only among students, but I would say even in our age groups. That's, that's probably very true today. One thing that we find wherever we go is that students are incredibly lonely. And I'll speak to uh, large groups of students in different places around the Inland West, and I will find that, um, that the majority of students feel in some way lonely. I'll say to them, most of you are probably feeling a sense of desperate loneliness, and what's weird is that you live every day around 25,000 students at Boise State. Every day you're around 25,000 people your own age and yet you are desperately lonely. And one thing we realize is that loneliness is not cured by proximity to other people. That loneliness is, re- is remedied when you feel known and cared for and loved in community. Uh, so culturally, I would say it's fair to say that there is both simultaneously an increase in interest in spiritual things and also probably growing skepticism about institutional religion. And I would say that every student is probably wrestling deeply with a lot of the major cultural issues that we are wrestling with as a society.
0: Yes, lots of challenges there. So Mika, can you tell us a little bit about your new campus ministry at CSI? Yes.
3: Um, So like I said, this is my first year in Twin, um, my first year at CSI, so we started the university chapter from scratch, um, and we went through the process of becoming an official club on campus, which was a process, let me tell you, (laughs) but we did it, and through that process, I met some amazing students, um, and our goal is to love and refresh every corner of campus as we partner with God. And so with that goal in mind, we have created a Christ-centered community that loves Jesus and loves campus. Um, We're a community that's open to anyone. Um, We've had students from different religious backgrounds come and join and in different places in their relationship with God. And it's just been an honor and a privilege to see the ways that God has worked on campus, in their lives, um, just growing his love for each other and also his love for him. So it's been a great year. And it's great to see
0: Mika connect here as the home church and bring those um, kids over, those college students over to be a part of our ministries, so. Daniel, help us understand the challenges of campus ministry and how we can pray to help.
2: Um, yeah, I said in the first service, there's just no challenges at all. <laughs> it's, it's just completely easy and simple, so. Um, <clears throat> no, a few, um, a few challenges I'd say for for all of us you know the university is kind of the front lines of cultural change so when things are shifting in our culture there it's shifting first at the university and so we're taking the gospel this timeless message of of Jesus um, to an ever-shifting target and so that's one of the big challenges is it always contextualizing the gospel um, to a shifting demographic and so um, I think secondly is that there's there's a challenge for us in that we always have to break through kind of this um, stereotype um, of that's hostile to Christianity. There's this kind of caricature that people have in their mind of what Christianity is, those that, that don't know the Lord. And we, we have to kind of um, work through that before we can have real conversations. But we do that through relationship, so building friendships, um, developing relationships, which is, kind of leads to the third challenge for us, and that's that um, in the university setting, students... Um, are coming in and then going out really quickly. The goal of the gospel is, um, or of missions, is to raise up an indigenous church. So anywhere there's not a church, you're always trying to build a church. Um, and then you go to a new city. But for us, the city moves and leaves. So that's why we're on the campuses. That's why you have sent us is because um, university students come through and then and then go out. And so it's a challenge is, is just the, the how quickly we have um, to build relationships and share the gospel, especially in Mika's case, you know, she's on a junior college, so it's even a shorter turnaround. And so we always need prayer that we would be able to develop relationships fast and, and move to a level of trust with students quickly.
0: Mm, yes. So, Matt, how is your ministry being light for God for students on campus?
1: <clears throat> Probably each year there's uh, occasions where a parent or a grandparent will call us and they'll say, my son, my daughter, my granddaughter is in her dorm. She's not wanting to come out. The, di- the transition to college is really difficult. Will you, will you reach out to them? Um, we are really trying to provide a community where a student can feel loved and cared for. Um, you might think that belief comes first. So you might say, well, if you believe in Jesus, you want to get connected and you do, to a Christian group on campus. But what we're finding also is that many students really have to feel like they belong first before they're ready to embrace following Jesus. And so being a a supportive community is incredibly important. So we do fun launch activities at the start of a school year to welcome new students. We do a hike up Table Rock. We uh, rent a bunch of rafts to float down the Boise River. We do spike ball tournaments, food, all kinds of stuff. We're meeting students all the time and doing surveys, buying them food, drinks, sitting in the student union building, sharing the gospel with them, sharing with them about crew. Um, We're trying to take the initiative to start spiritual conversations with with students on campus. And I would say that the, the main result has been that more students at Boise State, you may have heard what Billy said, This year at Boise State, we're seeing more momentum than we've ever done so. This year at Boise State, 170 students at Fall Retreat, 146 students involved in discipling another student. Um, And if I could, I'd walk you through the student union building at Boise State University. And and if we did, we could, during a, a common weekday, I could point over there and say, you see that student? That student is meeting with another student to disciple that younger student. He's a senior, he's a freshman. And then we might go a little bit further and we'd see there's a staff member with crew is following up one of the contacts that we've met, that we've met earlier. And that person is sharing the gospel with that person. And then there's two people over here. They're, those are some crew life group leaders. They're preparing for their study this week. And so the college campus gets a bad rep and it's not an easy place for sure, but there are really significant things happening in our ministries.
0: Thank you. And Mika, can you share a story about being God's light?
3: Yes. So I'm going to tell you a story about Cassidy. And Cassidy goes to this church. So make sure you find Cassidy after the service and say hi. She's going to love it. Um, But Cassidy started the school year out curious about Jesus. Um, She grew up in a different faith and began to doubt many of the things that she was being taught. And while her doubt made her distance herself from that faith it thankfully didn't make her distance herself from jesus so she wanted to know who the real jesus is um so at the beginning of the school year we met at the community fair and she signed up right away and got involved um and she started attending bible studies and coming to events and like slowly learning about jesus um at our fall retreat she started to open up to me about her views, her views of god she's like mika I don't know if I can pray to God like does he actually listen does he actually care Um, is he gonna think that what I have to say to him is stupid and she's like Mika how can I how can I trust him it's like those are all valid things and all that makes sense I mean how can you trust someone that you don't know so we formed a discipleship group and studied the I am statements of Jesus to learn who he really is and through that and through studying scripture she started to be more comfortable praying and slowly grew in her trust of Jesus Um, And then this past semester that continued jesus continued to reveal her himself to her this time through our community um we go to camp every spring break um we call it mark camp we go and we study the book of mark um for seven hours every day over spring break and it is like the most life-changing transformative fun joyful experience that like in my opinion you can have in college but i'm biased because i've done it like five times um but Through that, through that intense scripture study and just spending time in community, um, she like opened up and she's like, guys, like, I know God loves me, but I've never experienced his love. And I don't know how to receive that, but I really, really want to. So we prayed over her and we were like, God, will you, would Cassidy not just know your love, but like experience it? And would she know that she is loved by us? And would she experience your love through us and receive it? And she did. And later that week, Cassidy made an adult decision to follow Jesus and committed her life to him. And she got baptized in the Pacific Ocean, and I got to help. Um, And it was just a beautiful moment where I was like, God, I never imagined that I would experience this in my first year on a campus that I've never been at. It's a two-year college. It's different than what I've experienced. I was like, praise God. And then since then, Cassidy's become a light on campus. She's letting her life be... um, led by love instead of fear and expressing God's love to her friends and her classmates. Um, She is a more joyful person, a more free person. Like if you met Cassidy at the beginning of the school year, you wouldn't know who she is today because of Jesus and the ways that he has worked in her life. Um, And it's just been wonderful and beautiful and awesome. And I'm excited to like keep seeing how God moves at CSI. Mm, That's amazing,
0: God's light shining through. So Daniel, can you share how your ministry is being God's light on campuses?
2: Yeah, I think I'll share um, Nick's story. So Nick, um, international student, um, and while he was um, uh, in his home country, they experienced some pretty intense lockdowns during COVID. So he had two years of lockdowns and um, he was wondering about God. And I'll just kind of reverse a little bit to um, my friend Turner. I got a call from a parent and they're like, hey, my son's coming to campus. Um, Could you meet up with him? And I said, yeah. So I invited Turner over. Um, to hang out. He asked if he could invite um, his roommate. So his roommate, Nick, comes with him and, and they come over to our house. We, we do a Bible study, do dinner. We're hanging out. It's in the summertime before school starts. And um, the whole time that we're, that Nick is there with us, he is just on the edge of his seats. And everything we're reading through the Bible, he is just drinking in deeply. And it's, then um, he comes back another week and, and he is just intensely just focused the whole time and just kind of just beaming while he's there. And so I asked him, like, hey, man, what's going on? He said, well, I, got, I have kind of a longer story. Like, can we meet up? So I said, yeah. So we meet up for lunch, and I asked Nick. I said, hey, tell me your story. And he said, well, during lockdown in um, COVID, uh, I just was trying to figure out what life was about, what, what was going on, like trying to understand everything. My, my family's atheist. Um, and so I was looking for answers. And he said, Daniel, you'll never believe it, but I discovered that Jesus Christ is the King of the universe, that He is God Almighty. And he's like, so I decided to follow him. And he's like, and when I come to your house and we study the Bible, he's like, it's like I feel like I'm alive in that space. And I was like, Nick, it's because you've because this is your first experience with Christian community, you are it's like you're coming home for the first time. He's like, Yes, that's it. That's the experience. And this is probably a terrible story to share because if people are just Googling Jesus and getting saved, there's not going to be much use for missionaries. Um, but, but Nick, like it's been so fun this year watching him just grow in the Lord. We've been meeting, doing Bible studies together. He's got a small group of guys that are just walking him through like how to live out life with Jesus. And I feel like his story is really um, just a snapshot of this moment in time that we're having on campus. This generation is hungry, is hungry for real things. They're hungry for the Lord. And we see a lot of things in the media. We see a lot of stuff going around about the hostility toward um, Christianity. But I'm telling you, this generation is so hungry for something real. And the only thing that satisfies them is Jesus. And there are, there are moves happening um, all across the country and actually all across the world. As we've been going around the world, we're seeing the same things. That there's a generation that's hungry for something real. And I just want to encourage you that... Um, in your workplace, there are people that are hungry for Jesus. In your, in your schools, there are people that are hungry for Jesus. And they just simply someone, they just need someone they can trust that's normal, that they can just hear the simple gospel from. And, and I'm telling you, people are ready to listen. Like, don't believe what you see in the media. Like, God is preparing hearts in ways that we can't even imagine. And like, people like Nick are, are searching for God and it's so much easier for them to find it if they have somebody to tell them. And so I just wanna encourage you with that. And that's what we're seeing on our campuses. We're seeing that um, left and right, so.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. So how can we personally connect with your ministries? We'll start with you.
1: Well, first of all, I would say uh, Twin Falls Reformed Church has been a part of our ministry for 33 years. My wife and I, first met with the missions committee consistory 33 years ago and and this church started investing in our ministry and there's individuals and families who have continued to minister i'm sorry continued to invest in our ministry over that time so we would invite you as we're out at the table the three of us uh, to come out meet us Um, we'd love to be able to share our uh, ministry prayer letters with you guys keep you up to date on ways that you can uh, care for and be encouraged by what god's doing in the lives of students
2: I also forgot a part of my story I was going to share. So um, I forgot that of the first international student I had the privilege of leading to Christ, um, Christoph, he, um, I had this, this picture this week of him and I in our basement. We're just crying out to Jesus, asking God to prepare the way for him to go back to his home country when he graduated. And we're just asking that you know God would reach his countrymen because he said there's hardly any Christians where he comes from, and he was, so we were praying that prayer, and I just remembered that, and um, this week, because one of the coolest things happened is that Christoph brought his wife back, because he wanted to show her um, ISU's campus, where he met Jesus, and and meet all of his friends, this was 12 years ago, he came back this year, and he was there for the first three weeks of school, and Nick and him are from the same country, and they got a chance to talk, and he got to tell Nick everything that was going on back at home, with the Christian community there, so it's this really cool connection about God just answering prayers. Twelve years later, um, but to connect with us, love to meet you at our booth. We, um, I have some cards that just has um, our contact info on it. And for us, you know, your prayers are what fuels the ministry. Your prayers, um, they're they what open doors and push things through for all of us. And your giving is what allows us to be there, um, you know, all day every day. That's one of the kind of the cool things. Someone asked, "Would you do this job?" Or could you do this job if you work full time? And I said, absolutely. The difference is, you know, you can get a lot more done in 50, 60 hours a week versus like 10 or 20 after work. And so that that's the power of your giving as it puts us on campus and our, our feet on the ground for many more hours. And so we just, just wanted to say thank you for that. we would love to connect
3: with you. I will also have a table um, outside or in the that place over there where the tables are. Um, and yeah, I'd love to connect with you. I go to this church. I'm new to this community. I'm like stoked to like meet people and like make friends um so that's cool but also um if you have a heart for csi if you know current csi students or incoming csi students if you are a current csi student or an incoming csi student please get connected with me we would love to meet you we will be doing some Um, events, hangouts over the summer just to like keep connected. Um, There's also volunteer opportunities. I have a newsletter as well if you want to know how to be praying for me. And then I am in need of more financial support. Um, So if God is like, yeah, I want to give Mika money because she (laughs) works with college students, like please come talk to me. I would love that. Um, So yes, I'm just super excited to connect after the service. Mm.
0: Well, thank you guys for all you do in the name of Jesus shining God's light on campuses. We appreciate you being here is it it's easy to us for us to forget as Christ followers that we have this light inside of us from God And we're called to let this light shine out to others so our good deeds are seen and God is glorified. I sometimes ask myself if my faith looks any different with Jesus. Would people recognize good deeds in my actions? Do I answer the call when Jesus asks me to speak to someone, maybe pray with them, maybe or help somebody in need? And even then, do I do a good job of giving God all the glory for that? And the answer is no. And it stings, unfortunately, to admit that. But it's true. The answer is no. We all struggle with things in our life. And and sometimes it's because it's awkward or uncomfortable. Sometimes our own selfish desires get in the way or we're just too busy to listen Over the years, I've worked hard to listen and to pray to God. But I've also learned that it's an everyday job that I have to do. Luke 9.23 says, Then he, Jesus, says to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let, let them deny themselves and take up the cross daily and follow me. I want to challenge all of us, whatever it is that hinders you from shining that light to God, for God's glory, to just put that aside. We are all called to his mission. In the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, 1 through 9, Jesus talks about a farmer, which is a great parable for us as a farm community. Some of the seeds fell on a path, some fell on a rocky places, other fell in the thorns. None of those produced a good seed. However, when the seed fell on good soil, it produced a crop of a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. My prayer for us, TFRC, is that we are good soil, shining light, So whoever has ears, let them hear. To not only learn what the Bible says in Scripture, but to fully live it out, shining our light for God's glory. So please take time after service to connect with our campus ministries at their tables, But there are so many other ministries out there as well we have local mission partners like mustard seed and sage that would love to have more volunteers we have child sponsorship opportunities with our international mission partners you also have an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus by signing up for summer serve we partner with the street around TFRC campus, one of the cities, and we bless them by being the hands and feet of Jesus through things like roofing, landscaping, painting, and so much more. This year, we will be blessing a family that's a veteran in Kimberley, and then extending out to the neighborhood around him. So my question you is, so where is God calling you to shine his light? Please pray with me. Lord, we just thank you for this day to worship you freely. Thank you for all of your mission partners here to share your mission with us. Thank you for the mission partners answering that initial call to serve you and bless their actions to glorify you. Lord, please give us ears to hear and eyes to see you move. Please let us be a church of good soil. Speak to us and make it clear how we are called to partner with your mission partners. Please help campus ministries meet quickly these students, build relationships, and boldly share the gospel to open hearts at the campuses. Please let us be a people that your light shines through us. Give travel mercies to our mission partners as they head back home forgive us our sins and help us act boldly shining your light to Jesus everywhere we go, we go thank you for all your blessings in Jesus name Amen so please receive God's blessing let the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace